from a bar mitzvah at the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem to a temple procession in Taipei. The people of our world are passionate about their beliefs. Are you listening? Tune in to the sounds of your world on Radio Taiwan International. Hello and welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie. So, and up this hour, we have a free Chinese lesson for you on Chinese to go and the latest on social media trends in hashtag Taiwan and our interactive show status update with John and Shirley. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, February 11th, and in the studio we have John Ventrias. Hi there. Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. And I'm Natalie So, and uh, we'll be telling you about how Taiwan is number one again in healthcare in the world in a recent ranking, and also how the hacker group Anonymous struck again on Taiwan's behalf. Also, how top tourist sites have been disinfected. And a new run on toilet paper. Those stories and more are coming right up. We have another strike on Taiwan's behalf. Tell us about this interesting phenomenon. Okay, so last week during our coronavirus edition of Taiwan Insider, I talked about how the decentralized international hacker group Anonymous, they... Hacked their way, they hacked Taiwan's way back into the UN. Now, this came in the form of a website, and that was part of the United Nations Department of Economic and Social Affairs. Now, this was all happening during the novel coronavirus outbreak, in which the International Civil Aviation Organization and the World Health Organization have been coordinating uh, countries' efforts to kind of combat the new outbreak. And Taiwan has been excluded from these organizations because we're not part of the UN. And, um, it's just the Chinese government says they already represent Taiwan and all that nice stuff. So there was a spotlight on the ICAO and the UN. And um, Anonymous really helped. They tried to put us back with the, uh, the Department of Economic and Social Affairs. Their website's very simple. They have the Anonymous logo on, on the top. And then they have Taiwan number one, which is kind of like a tagline for pro-Taiwanese things. And then they have the Taiwanese flag. And they have the flags of the two major political parties in Taiwan. And this was last week. And since then, I went back to check and the first page has been taken down. Well, Anonymous has struck again and they have added 32 pages of the same structure. Wow, 32 pages. That's right. And they struck at the heart of the demon itself, the WHO. So they're, they're, they're not skirting around the topic anymore. It's not some offshoot agency. They went to the WHO and added 32 pages. Exactly the same thing, and they added a few things. Um, they have scenes from popular movies like the Avengers Endgame. And What's the that ma- got to do with any of I that? I have absolutely no idea. I think they use certain lines that have to do with the oh. theme. Mm. Like, um, I think the last page had something. I thought song. it was just like for your entertainment while you're, <laughs> while you're here. <laughs> while you're here, here's a clip that we found amusing. Here's so, some cat videos. <laughs> so this is interesting because Anonymous says uh, this was supposed to be in reference of uh, the Korean memos, which is kind of like a a North Korean propaganda thing. And they, originally they wanted to launch this campaign um, as a pro-South Korea kind of thing. But then the novel coronavirus hit. And one of the members of Anonymous apparently is Taiwanese. So he went on YouTube and talked about um, 
uh, the oppression. Wait a second, they're supposed to be anonymous, isn't that the idea? That's yeah, supposed so to be. Was his face covered? And his, stuff? his face was okay. covered. Okay, okay. And I guess he says I'm Taiwanese. It's, it's not very uh, anonymous after that. Yeah, and uh, they're just saying um, things like one country's two systems framework. They reference Hong Kong, and they rep- they reference Tibet a bunch of times. And, uh, you know, Bob's your uncle. That's basically what happened in the world of the cybersphere when it came to the UN and WHO. They're no, I think, if for my money, I think the ICAO might be next on the anonymous list. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, the WHO has come under a lot of criticism, actually, mm. for calling the global emergency about a week later than they probably should have, right? Yes. And some people said they were just succumbing to pressure by China. And so, and even calling for the director general to resign. Um, so I guess this is just along that ways. I mean, um, I think one person that might be just doing backflips out of joy right now might be Foreign Minister Joseph Wu. Yeah, <laughs> he has been on Twitter, and he's he is, salty. He is very salty. He uh, he he is not above getting into the internet arguments. I just it's 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 so funny, and then he also he uses the Ministry of Foreign Affairs as Twitter, and he signs it JW just so you know it's him. Wow, <laughs> I was like, I, I always expect him to end his tweets with something like Bazinga or no, something. Like no, that. It's JW <laughs> for okay. Joseph Wu. It's like, I'll give you some aloe for that burn. <laughs> so, what do we know about the anonymous, anyways? Can we tell people who may not know about this? That's their whole. Group? That's anonymous. their whole thing. They're we anonymous. Don't know any, they're anonymous. They're okay. uh, decentralized. They're but, all over the world. You don't know how they recruit. They kind of uh, go around in the forums. Are they the people who wear Guy Fox masks? Yes, that's them. Okay. That is them. Interesting. But they're, they are speaking out on our behalf. We appreciate that. <laughs> well, now we're on the, that we're on the topic of health. Tell us about Taiwan's healthcare system, John. Taiwan number one. Taiwan um, number one. This case very literally. Um, this is a list of the world's health, well, a couple of the world's healthcare systems, the major ones, 93 countries ranked by a database called Numbio. And uh, they have sort of a, like reviews, basically, visitors to its websites tell you what they think about it. I'm assuming that there are people who've actually been through these healthcare systems, used their medical resources, and have something to say about them. Taiwan uh, is number one for the second year in a row. All right. And it isn't perfect. We have room to improve, of course. The best score was 100, but Taiwan got 86.71. So that's a B grade. But and if better that's than number anyone else. one... Well, maybe that just says that some places are very abysmal. I don't yeah. know. Um, and actually, this is kind of refreshing because it's always the, the Nordic club in like New Zealand and Canada really? that get number one. But actually, Asian countries are in the lead here. Uh, we're followed by South Korea and Japan close behind us. Okay. All with That's around... nice to know. Yeah, 81.97, 81.14. So uh, pretty good. Of course, the usual suspects, Denmark is on there. Um, there's... <laughs> Uh, France, Spain, Austria, Thailand is on there as well. Thailand, and Australia wow. and Finland, they've round out the top 10 list. Um, and so, th- yeah, that's pretty cool. We were second in 2018 behind South Korea, but last year we came out on top and we're on top for a second year in a row. And they've been doing this since 2012, so it's not really easy to go that far back. But uh, it's good to know that, uh, you know, people... I guess I uh, appreciate our medical system. I know we certainly do. And I know that a lot of my friends have been sharing this on Facebook, actually. So what is your experience of our medical system? I love it. Um, it's easy to use. 
Um, you don't have to like, if you need to see a specialist, for instance, there isn't an interminable wait. Um, it, you have to wait a while, but not like forever. You and mean at the hospital, right? No, I mean like if you need to see, get an appointment for something, mm-hmm. like a, a referral, it's uh, not usually a terrible pain. Um, and I think our access to things like mental health is something that a lot of people could learn from overseas. Really? We oh, have yeah. a lot of psychiatrists We have a lot available? of very good and very inexpensive care options. Mm. Uh, medication is not expensive. And I recently got medication that was paid for i don't know why i was told no the guy that's paid for oh you mean um mental health no i was just given a prescription in general no i was going to pres- i'm talking about prescription medications now oh okay um i was oh. given a prescription then they were like i was like uh, so how much is it and they're like no no, no. the pharmacy no. was like no you don't have no. to pay much at all for it's anything. usually very small but i was surprised that for because of the coronavirus they're extending the prescriptions they don't want people c- congregating in doctor's oh, offices that makes so they sense. gave me an extra month and that was apparently free and I'm still wow. not entirely sure why. I think it's probably a new policy, but very good care, uh, huh. very attention and tension oriented. The only thing I can say is we are a little bit addicted to antibiotics. We do, you never just mm. get one or two medications. There's usually like a, a packet of five Probably or it's not great for resistance, mm. antibiotic right. resistance. But other than that, I think, yeah, we are definitely spoiled. Dentistry as well. So That's right. Dental is usually is seen as like a luxury. luxury I know, but I've got abroad. I got a I got a filling done for like two dollars. That's US. really <laughs> impressive. Everything is so cheap here. I'll give you an anecdote. One of my friends is an expat on expat package from the mm. U.S. For some reason, they don't have national health insurance, so they have to record their expenses. And she got an operation, and they didn't even bother <laughs> because they said it's so cheap anyway. I mean, even without the health insurance, I mean. It wasn't that cheap, but compared to the U.S., it's I just think, a few hundred U.S. dollars. I think that if I were to ever go back, I would probably, had if I had any work, then I'd just fly back and pay for it. Really? The plane tickets Everything probably... Everything is astronomical compared to... But I think the important thing is the quality of the care, too. It's not that's just true. a, a back-alley <laughs> right, operation. Right, right. It's done very professionally, very courteously, and uh, it feels just like anywhere else in the world as far as the offices are concerned, you know? And I think... Um, we're doing a fairly good job with the coronavirus as well. I yeah. think they're taking a lot of precautions. Yes, I think that uh, the response, they came up with a plan, they implemented it, and I think that, uh, you know, that's something good, good for us. That's right. <laughs> Let's pat ourselves on the back. <laughs> Cautions regarding the new coronavirus. Well, the government just announced that some destinations that were visited by the Diamond Princess passengers are now um, fine to visit. That's a cruise ship, right? Yeah, that is the one that has over 100 people now confirmed with the coronavirus. And they're in Japan? They're docked in Japan, I right? think so. Off the Yokohama? Yeah. I'm not and, sure what the yeah. latest is. Last I read. So they, they're having more and more cases mm. every day, which is very sad. Did you get that text message about this? I did. Really? What did it say? It was... So, you know how we get like text messages, usually in the seconds before an earthquake strikes, for instance, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or emergency alerts telling you know that there's an air raid drill going on, so don't go out. And I was uh, out and I got called and I was like, oh, it was like, John, come quick. And I was like, what's going on? And they're like, did you hear did your phones, everyone's phone's going off. What's going on? And the government said, if you've been to the following places in the last so many days, be careful because people who may or may not have had coronavirus were there. Oh, <laughs> and have you guys been were, there? 
It was places like the National Palace Museum where I haven't been in a long Very time. Very touristy so. places. I have the an image up here. They have the Taipei 101. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Yongkangjie, Yongkang Street, oh, really? where Ding Taifeng is. This is where we normally don't go, actually. Well, actually, also <laughs> Zhou Fen, Shi Fen, and Ximen Ding. Yes. Oh, that's packed with people. Yeah. So what happened was they visited on January 31st from 6 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. And then what the government did is they have disinfected all the indoor locations of that what of about the places. outdoor locations well I, <laughs> good question there's a lot of open air stuff too you know especially so, around Ding. well yeah i don't know exactly this is the latest report only that they said that it's free it's okay to visit now because the indoor locations have undergone disinfection and those places are only considered risky during the visit by these passengers so hmm. i don't mean to alarm you guys but i'm looking at the map right now I see RTI is sandwiched between two places. You guys <laughs> want? I don't think they've been here though. No, they, they weren't down the. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> They're because uh, we're at the foot of the Grand Hotel, right? right? And then down there is the Martyr Shrine. But they have come here. I don't think so. No. They don't have time to come here. But I just see that and I'm just like, oh, no, RTI is like right there. Obviously, we are the most famous <laughs> location. Was... Buses just pour in all the time. Really? All the time. Well, you know, it is a little scary because there was a Taiwan family that transited in Hong Kong on their way to Italy and they all got infected. Mm. So it was at the airport. Probably. Yay. They think they got affected. Anyway, the, uh, the, actually, the um, health department is monitoring the health of about almost 300 people who are believed to have close interactions with these passengers. That's probably why you got the um, message, right? I got it. But I wasn't... So, were you interacting... I haven't been interacting with anyone who was on from a cruise ship. No, I have not. I was uh, I was parking my car. I was in the garage. <laughs> so, and then I got the uh, the notification... And I was really worried because I thought it was an earthquake. And uh, I was underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always what, what happens. You, you panic first and then it's sometimes something else. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, hopefully that um, will continue to contain the virus, mm. right? Spread of the virus. Okay, so now there's another run on toilet paper. And I think it's oh, related to all the panic, right? Yes. This is why we can't have nice Tell things. Tell us about this, Leslie. Uh, I believe uh, this was John's story. Uh, John's story. Got John. this story. Um, they have, well, I think a lot of our veteran listeners, I'm sure it's all etched into our brains as well, can remember the great toilet paper panic of 2018. I remember that. When pulp supplies were apparently a little bit short, there was a plan to increase the price, price. of toilet paper by a few cents, and suddenly there was no toilet paper to be had because everyone... <laughs> Went crazy. And um, now it's apparently happening again, this time because of rumors uh, that the materials that are used to make toilet paper are being used to make face masks instead. And so there will be a shortage. There will not, in fact, be a shortage, the government assures us. But that was apparently, that assurance came too late to stop yet another crazy run on toilet paper. Um, And... They, the, the, so the ministry, it's really sad that they actually had to come out and, and say this, but the economics ministry on February 7th, last Friday, said that, in fact, the materials used to make these surgical face masks are different from those that they use to make toilet paper. We are not wearing toilet paper over our faces, people. And Could have fooled me. The <laughs> masks are made from non-woven fabric, while more than 70% of toilet paper is made from luxurious staple fiber pulp. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Um, I never would have known. No, it's a, so two different materials. And, 
as to rumors that imported toilet paper is going to go undergo a shortage because of the virus. Uh, the economics ministry says that Taiwan does not import toilet paper or its raw materials from really? China. From China. Oh, not from China. Okay. We wipe ourselves with toilet paper made from only the finest pulp <laughs> from Chile and Brazil, for the most part. Okay, so, that's something new to understand. Supplies know have in fact increased recently of this pulp, while prices have gone down. So there's no reason to panic. Uh, there's a monthly production of 25,000 tons. Supply is plentiful. They actually called people up to confirm this, it looks like. Um, our annual usage, if you're curious, is 160,000 tons of this pulp here what in Taiwan. Wow. So uh, it, as for diapers and sanitary wipes, they say that unlike face masks, the main materials used in these are non-woven polypropylene. Notably, if you've noticed, not pulp. So don't worry about those either. I think they just wanted to head off any more rumors. Suddenly There's too much anxiety going around. People, we tend to, there is a section of the population here that really tends to lose its grip very easily. Have you guys seen the lines for the face masks? Yes. I have. Yeah. You know, Sunday morning around 8.20, there's like 50 people in line. And I don't even think it opens that early in front of a, a you know, a drugstore. And they can only get two per week. I know. So, so it's, like, it's like, wow. I definitely couldn't get anything because I, I don't want to line up. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was worse when it was um, at 7-Eleven. It wasn't regulated because at the uh-huh. pharmacies, they have the numbers. Right. They give you a number and you the number basically guarantees you getting a mask. But at, when it was still just starting out, this whole shortage, 7-Elevens were getting packed out the door. And I couldn't get mm. a nice hot soup on a cold winter <laughs> day, you know? Yeah, well, I think this just goes to show that if you read it online, it is not true. That's the, your first reaction should be until otherwise verified. Just assume that it's not true because just because your friends are sharing it on your messaging app does not make it true. Well, you it's definitely just, should check your sources, right? And, right? and make sure it's coming from a reliable source. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so. really sad. We need to like calm down. Chill out, everybody. It's big tissue trying to create demand. I, I know, think. right? I think it's For big the second tissue. time in the cu- how many years? Oh, mm. two years. So, all right. So, uh, tell us briefly, Leslie, about this finding at elementary school. Yeah. So in Tainan, they were going, they were doing a historical dig, and they were going through some old records. Um, this was part of an, a whole archaeological um, project, and they were looking around, and they were just thinking, "Oh, wow! Some of these places correspond with right underneath where an elementary school is." And uh, they dug there, and they actually found old brick uh, structures that date back to 1640 or the Qing Dynasty. So if you guys ever... <laughs> could you imagine just going back to your old school and just grabbing a shovel and be like, I think there's something down here. So under the school? Underneath so are they the going to destroy the school? <laughs> no, 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 no. They're, uh, they're going to excavate it, and I think they're going to preserve what they can do. And this is kind of nice timing because Tainan is approaching its 400th anniversary. Wow. You'll find... Buried treasure. A lot of treasures over there in that city. <laughs> That's check it right. out if you're coming to Taiwan. Do check that out. And uh, thanks for joining us for here in Taiwan. And uh, stay tuned for Chinese to go. Hashtag Taiwan and status update. For here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Leslie Liao.
The Sound of the Puyuma Tribe on Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese we use in real life in Taiwan. How often do you eat out? Let's listen to a conversation. Have you had lunch yet? Shall we have lunch together? Sure, do you like rice or noodles? 都可以。我两者都喜欢。我对吃东西不挑剔的。有什么就吃什么。Either way is fine. I like them both. I'm not picky about food, and I eat whatever there is. 那我们吃面吧。最近天天中午都吃饭,想换胃口。Then let's have noodles. Lately I've been eating rice at lunch every day. I feel like I want a change. 这里的面食不错,分量大,菜色很好,很新鲜,我可以吃很多。The noodle dishes here are good. The portions are big, and the meals are tasty and fresh. I can eat a lot. 太好了,我们走吧。That's great, let's go. Alright, let's begin with the first sentence. 你吃过午餐了吗? 我们一起去吃饭吧。你吃过午餐了吗? 你... You, chi to eat, wu chen, lunch. The word ma at the end of the sentence indicates that it is a question. Ni chi guo wu chen le ma? Have you had lunch yet? Woman yi qi qu chi fan ba. Woman yi qi qu chi fan ba. Woman, we, s, yi qi, together, chi, to go, chi fan. Literally, it means to eat rice, but here it means to have lunch. 好啊,你喜欢吃饭还是吃面呢? Do you like rice or noodles? 好啊,sure. Okay, 你喜欢吃饭还是吃面呢? 饭,rice, 面,noodles. 喜欢,like. Do you like rice or do you like noodles? 都可以,我两者都喜欢。都可以。Either way is fine. Do means both. 我两者都喜欢。两者,both.喜欢,like.我两者都喜欢。I like them both. 我对吃东西不挑剔的。有什么就吃什么。I'm not picky about food, and I eat whatever there is. 吃东西,吃,to eat. 东西。Usually, it refers to a thing, but here it means to eat something, to eat some stuff. 挑剔, picky. 不挑剔, not picky. 我对吃东西不挑剔的. 
I'm not picky about food. 有什么就吃什么。什么 What? 有什么就吃什么。I eat whatever there is. 那我们吃面吧。最近天天中午都吃饭，想换胃口。那我们吃面吧。Then let's have noodles. 最近 lately, recently, 天天 every day, 中午 noon time. 最近天天中午都吃饭。Lately, I have been eating rice at lunch every day. 想换胃口，想 I would like to 换 to change 胃口 appetite. 想换胃口 I feel like I want a change. 这里的面食不错，分量大，菜色很好，很新鲜，我可以吃很多。这里的面食不错 ，The noodle dishes here are good. 这里 here 不错 ，good 面食 noodle dishes 分量大 ，The portions are big. 分量 portions 大 big. 菜色 means the meals. 菜色很好，很新鲜。The meals are tasty and fresh. 菜色很好。The meals are tasty, 新鲜 fresh. 我可以吃很多。I can eat a lot. 很多 a lot. 太好了，我们走吧。太好了 ，That's great. Wonderful. 我们走吧 Let's go. 走 to go. participation in these two organizations. Well, a few days later, Jessica revealed that she was actually blocked by the ICAO's Twitter account.、Mm. Now, a lot of people saw this as a blatant move on the ICAO's part to kind of censor mentions about Taiwan, and a lot of people, you know, they thought that the ICAO was just trying to censor, censor, censor. But there's a funny thing about the internet, you guys. When you tell it to go left, it makes a hard right, and a lot of people started dogpiling on the ICAO、uh, just to see, you know, why does a mention of Taiwan merit Twitter blocks? And people 
got blocked as well. Here are mm. just five examples, and people started kind of wearing that mm. like a badge of honor. Wow, look at all those wow, people that got blocked. Wow, interesting. This is just wow. a small sampling. There's a lot more. Anyway, in response, the ICAO said, ICAO has not blocked anyone for asking anything about anywhere. Please <laughs> do not contribute to the spread of this min- misinformation. Oh, my goodness. But, guys, <laughs> the proof is right here. Anyway... When things go down on social media, there's one person in Taiwan I like to turn to, and that's our foreign minister, Joseph Wu. The dude tweets a lot, and he likes to sign his tweets JW, just so you know it's him. So in response to the ICAO, he said this, Supporting hashtag Taiwan's inclusion in the ICAO is communicating misinformation. See no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, Uh. and then the Taiwan issue will just disappear? No. Taiwan will remain an air traffic hub, and the only way to ensure safety is inclusion. And there's that signature, J.W. Joseph Wu. Wow, look at those monkey emojis. That's cute. I, 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 I just well, see him. Very like, straightforward. The Minister of Foreign Affairs just like monkey, monkey, yeah. monkey. <laughs> it makes me happy. Anyway, uh, this whole slew of drama also caught the attention of U.S. officials like Wisconsin Representative Mike Gallagher, Florida Senator Marco Rubio, and the State Department spokesperson Morgan Ortegas. In fact, this got so bad that the U.S. State Department actually released an official statement condemning the ICAO's actions of blocking Ooh. people on Twitter over mentioning Taiwan. Look at that. Outrageous. Look at that. Yeah, it's out- okay. They blatantly said outrageous. Now, I'm running out of time here, you guys, but there's one last thing i got to show you, and it's really important, and it came in at the last minute while I was writing hashtag Taiwan. Have you guys heard of the hacking hacker group Anonymous? Uh, yes. Okay, so they actually hacked into a UN server and they made a new website supporting Taiwan. <laughs> this is hosted Whoa. on a UN server. You can find this website online. After, I think, four, 38 hours, 40 hours now, this website's still up there. Whoa. Taiwan the top number there one. Is, on top is the Anonymous <laughs> logo, so you know it's them. And then Taiwan number one. That's been kind of like a, a tagline for people who are pro-Taiwan. Taiwanese flag, KMT flag, DPP flag. And then they have the Taiwanese uh, national anthem there on the bottom. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Yes, we'll be getting to your letters. Your letters are writing to us, letting us know what programs you listen to and what you think about them. We always like to know and see how we can do better or offer some new ideas or whatever. But before we get to your letters, though, we're going to sort of update our status, personal status a little yeah. bit here. And so, um, you know, this past weekend, uh, it's as if my daughter's wedding uh, has never ended. <laughs> yeah, because, um, okay, let me get this straight. It's uh, her father-in-law's older sister uh, treated all of us to dinner. And right. it was like, I, I guess she felt like it's in a for, for formality, you know. And actually, I don't remember if she was at the wedding because she actually lives abroad. Right. And maybe because she's in town now and she wanted to treat, uh, you know, uh, both sides of the family to dinner kind of it's like a very asian kind of culture tradition yeah a bit of context here before we go too far into the genealogy <laughs> of uh your in-laws um shirley is 
has been perplexed lately about what to do <laughs> because you would think that her daughter got married, as we told you uh, some months ago now. Yeah. But the, what do you want to call it? Not the fallout, but the uh, formalities, the repercussions yeah. are continuing. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of protocol that you've been worrying about lately. What's the polite thing to do? And yeah. apparently you're dealing with a very traditional family here. So fill us in what happened. How did the dinner go? Oh, well, um, it was um, like... It was like a makeup formal. dinner? Or? Uh, no, just, uh, you know, like treat us to a restaurant hmm. dinner, kind of sit down, and both sides of the family were there, and just, uh, yeah. Just... But you told me that you don't even really know these particular relatives, is that right? No, no, I think it's going to be a while They're before distant I relatives. know each other, but... Uh, distant in-laws, not even like uh, the immediate dist- <laughs> family. So yeah. how did this come about then? Why... Why is this a common thing in Taiwan? I I think that uh, as I the guess. people who I know here, uh-huh. most people who, friends that I have, uh, they are two sides of the family don't really interact all that much. <laughs> yeah, but the formalities you've got to go through the formalities. There is a lot of protocol. We'll into start now. with my daughter's father-in-law's side of the family. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> this both, is going to be a chart. <laughs> yeah, both of his parents have already passed away. Right. So, and he's the younger sibling in the family. And the fact that the older sibling was living abroad, or is living abroad. Meant that they and couldn't I attend. Think, yeah, she couldn't attend. And the reason that this is a problem is because at a traditional wedding, representatives of both sides of the family, the new couple, need yeah. to make a speech. At the wedding itself, yeah. And because they were una- some of them were unable to attend, and then uh, well, I think one of them was not really able to speak very well. Maybe but a that's bit the older. okay. That's the mother-in-law side. Yeah. So it's got the passed from the father's side has precedence. No one there was able to attend. Right. And so it went to the mother's side exactly. of the in-laws, and there was problems there too. The oldest one, the representative, cannot really speak very well. Then it got passed on to a first child. <laughs> Who was too shy to do it, so it went down. It's like a diplomatic thing, you know, like a state dinner almost. I know. Who sits where, the order of precedence of who speaks. Well, anyway, it's the formalities. And the thing is that you have to go down the list in terms of, you know, who's older, who's younger, that kind of thing. You know, a lot of pressure is put on the oldest in the family. So she felt bad about this and wanted to... She not necessarily felt bad, but she just felt like she had to give a dinner because for not being at the wedding. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So as easy as that. <laughs> oh my! But um, but it's really yeah, it's so quite interesting. Now, do you have to reciprocate? Do you have to take everyone out to dinner now? Or is that the expectation? I I hope not. <laughs> like I said, my husband and I are not really into traditions and all that. We we felt strained. We we kind of felt like kind of weird. Why why, why, why is she <laughs> cheating us to dinner? You know, but. But she is, you know, and there's no arguing about it, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Taiwanese weddings, they're complicated. Yeah. Even after they're over, they can still... I know. The, the social relations they establish can be complicated, but long-lasting. So, yeah, you know, get to know them, I'm sure. That's right. Otherwise, you don't get to meet them, right? Yeah. Except for my daughter, you know, who's, who's getting used to her married life. Not only that, but also getting used to got all, these all the relatives. Yeah, the in-laws. Yeah, all these in-laws. And it sounds like a flood relatives. of in-laws, because I was at the wedding, and there was a lot of them. And by the way, I mean, you know how, um, because my daughter's both, you know, grandparents are still, you know, living, living and well, um, so... She wanted them to go on stage and do a speech, even though they say, ah, nah, nah, nah. You know, it's your thing. And But 
But、um, at the time, I told her, even though both sides said that they don't want to give a speech, but I said, hold out, don't cancel their part of making the speech because once they're there, they witness everything. They're so moved by seeing their granddaughter getting married,、right. they're going to want to go on stage and make a speech, and so they so did. So they did. And so, do you think that the other side felt upstaged by that? So, so we felt your grandparents were there; theirs、right. were not around. They were not around anymore. So, but we feel like somebody's got to speak up for the other the, side. The, yeah, the the son,、oh, the son-in-law. Goodness, you see. And so and it has to be by precedence of father's side first, then no, the mother's actually, side, and then first, second, third born. Oh my goodness! So we found a matchmaker. He was the one who was like、so、doing everything. Yeah, so he was the one. You know, actually, is a good friend of ours, right?、Okay. And he just kind of just who set them set up? Not、the, a formal matchmaker. No, no. So he was up there making a speech、uh, on behalf, behalf of the son.、Oh. Yeah, the, the the groom. You know, isn't that funny? I guess they must have felt maybe upstaged or like all no, all your daughters. No, actually, we thought that there needs to be some、yes. a balance. Wow,、yeah. you know, because, these things are really tricky. Yeah, someone well, could be offended easily. Um, if you're if weddings in your country are as <laughs> equally as confusing, we, we would、it. like to know. Um, because I guess it depends on the family, but if they're traditional, like real traditional, like、mm-hmm. these people seem to be, uh, there's a lot of. Potential landmines to watch Actually, out for. If、so. you're if you're saying about real traditional, we're still、oh、not、my. really there. So let us know、anyway. um, about the sort of I don't know potential pitfalls <laughs> and the joys of weddings in your country. We'd like to hear about them. Please yeah, let quote us unquote, know. Yeah, quote unquote pitfalls. Okay. All right. Well, anyway,、um, we we can't wait to get to the letters here. So、um, let's get to it. Yes.、Um, again, we just love so much to hear from you. Our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is RTI at RTI dot org dot tw. And remember, you can always reach us on Facebook and YouTube as well. We look forward to reading what you have to say. All right. So this is coming to us from Roger Tidy of England, and it says hello again. Here is another report on your Lunar New Year broadcast. This one is for your program、uh, January twenty seventh. And、uh, under comments,、uh, he heard here in Taiwan. He said it started with a delightful story about the mouse bride, narrated by Natalie, <laughs> followed by some entertaining revelations by Shirley of our experiences with rats and mice, including the one-time infestation by mice at RTI. Oh yes, that's a <laughs>、right. that's a legend. <laughs> I know you weren't here for that. That's too I bad. I wasn't, and and we're still retelling that story. I wasn't even here for it. <laughs> It was good to hear something different to mark the Chinese New Year holiday. Then he heard ear to the ground. This time, Andrew reported on a ubiquitous and annoying announcement that assaults the ears of customers of Taiwan supermarkets, which, when translated into English, means something like "We welcome your eminent presence." Huan Ning Guang Ning. Oh, okay. People barely、yeah. even people barely even pronounce all the syllables in that. It's such a、uh, reflex. Yeah. It doesn't. I know. It doesn't have the weighty feel of the English because it's such a. Every day, sort of a thing to say. It <laughs>、yeah. doesn't feel very much like you're an eminent presence when、right. they say it to you. Yeah, it's just like,、uh, four four Chinese characters. They kind of clip it a little bit. Funny、mm. one. <laughs> okay, well, okay, and the letter goes on. It says it is or is meant to be a pleasant sentiment, but at least to Andrew, it ceases to be so welcoming when repeated electronically every time someone enters the store. Yeah, electronically. That's what I hate. <laughs> oh yeah, and they they have the, they tell you thank you for coming when you leave too. It's like、oh. a motion activated like. Loudspeaker. I, I, I feel sorry for the people who work there. Yeah. Well, that's why they have the electronic ones. They don't have to keep saying it. Yeah, but the thing is that they have to keep hearing it. <laughs> it you know, is that's annoying. annoying.、Um, okay, I can understand his annoyance. It reminds me a bit of the often less than sincere phrase "Have a nice day." 
See, I'm saying it that way. That shop assistants used in some English-speaking countries, and also recorded announcements that endlessly tell telephone callers as they wait endlessly to be answered by a human being. That your, your call, call is, is important, very important to us oh, when yes. it obviously isn't. Absolutely. Yeah.、Uh, <laughs> congratulations to Andrew for another riveting audio postcard. And then he heard、um, my music program, Jukebox Republic. In this edition of the show, Shirley recounted her trip with some friends to a waterfall and cat village. She played a variety of songs, including "It's Raining" and "Waterfall," and a charming instrumental piece about cats. Internet audio quality was excellent throughout the broadcast. It wasn't from the musical Cats, was it? No, 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 no. no. Yeah, I'll, I'll reserve that for some other time.、Uh, But anyway, I don't so, know if we have the rights to broadcast no, that. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so that was again Roger Tidy of England. We have a letter here from K. P. Munir, who is writing to us from Sharjah in the United Arab Emirates. It says, "Dear Sir and Ma'am, it's a great pleasure to listen to Taiwan Explained at sixteen fifty-five hours. Due to strong noise, I could only listen at that time. Please check the below entered." Reception information, and、uh, this is a report about our January thirty-first broadcast. That was a Friday, and it was a broadcast on six one eight zero kilohertz. The sinpo rating was four five three four four. So a variety, a little mixed bag there.、Um, it says this rating was applicable from sixteen fifty-four to sixteen fifty-nine hours, only as at the beginning of the transmission at sixteen hundred hours there was a horrible noise. Wow, I wonder what that was like. And、uh, in between there was. One or two lines that he could only hear in the midst of the noise, so only little snippets.、Um, it also says here, I forgot to inform you that I've actually moved my location to a rural area of the Sharjah Emirate, and this has changed reception a great extent. Oh, well, okay, good、that's、to know. Good. I wonder what makes it so variable.、Mm. Um, there's some technical information about、uh, the radio and antenna, and it also says under contents, while I tuned in a set for a second time at 16:54 hours. Uh, that was Time Traveler by that point,、uh, and it ended with a female host followed by Taiwan Explained. And it says that there's an audio clip attached. Please hear that and check a short video file attached as well. Well, thank you very much. And、uh, once again, if you do have trouble, I, we upload all of this to the internet. I know many of our、uh, longtime radio fans do like the radio, and I appreciate that. But、uh, you can always, if you have trouble, follow us on Facebook and YouTube as well. All right. And now I'm moving over to a letter from Brian Newell, Logansport, Indiana, USA.、Um, it says here, "Dear RTI, do you still have a copy of the Bopomofo song that used to be part of Let's Learn Chinese?" There's a Bopomofo song. I, I'm thinking. Is there? I know of a band called Bopomofo. <laughs> Bopomofo,、um, for those who don't know, is yeah, the sort、Chinese. of. Not an alphabet, but、um, phonetics—a phonetic system that's、yeah. used to teach children how to read, how、mm-hmm. to pronounce characters as they're learning. So it's like the training wheels for literacy here in Taiwan. That's right, and that actually that's how we type Chinese here as well. Yeah. So anyway, there's a song、um, to that. That's really、yeah. amazing. I want to hear that too.、Uh, I know.、Uh, I'm trying to think if I know that song actually.、Uh, and then Brian goes on to say, "It would be fun to hear that again." I also like the song that used to introduce Formosa Odies. A song that started with ah 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 chu. Paula looked up this song several years ago and found it to be "Sneeze" by Gelan. I used to be able to find it on the internet, but don't seem to be able to find it at the moment. Here are a few more reports. Best wishes again. That was Brian. <laughs> wow. Okay. So what are some、Kinda、of the programs he's heard for? Um, okay, so let me see here. Here's one、uh, he listened to: "J Bells and Bamboo Pipes" by Carlson Wong. Taiwanese classic folk songs, "Di Zi," "Hope for Early Return," 
and in in brackets it's hoping for soldiers to return home from World War II, and then also Night Melancholy from 1933, classic time for folk songs. Deng Yuxian from 1906 to 1944, one of the most distinguished composers, regarded as the father of Taiwanese folk songs. Okay. And then he also listened to Taiwan Today. It was an interview、uh, with Bill Sharp,、um, uh, who is the NTU National Taiwan University History and、uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs Fellow.、Um, and then Time Traveler, your program, John, uh, uh, dated 1914,、uh, about the Taipei Story House. Oh, I remember interviewing、uh, the director of that yeah, house. Yeah, they seem to be under. Repairs or something at the moment. Oh yeah, I haven't yeah, been noticing. They haven't、okay. been open lately.、It、oh, like they're sort okay. Of doing some work there, so I look forward to seeing how well they restore that. Oh, good. Okay, and then、uh, Stroke of Light with Jake Chen.、Uh, with、uh, it's about、uh, experimentation and performance art by Mr. Xu Jinghua, and then Feast Me's West、uh, about the Kitchen God,、uh, who goes to heaven to give report to Jade Emperor, and that's part of the show there. Also,、uh, in the spotlight, my interview with、uh, June Wakabayashi, who's an analyst at AppWorks. Okay, and then hashtag Taiwan about post-election accountability. Search for netizen who said he would buy jipai, which actually is chicken cutlets, deep-fried、oh, chicken cutlets. I remember that for everyone. If Tsai got eight million votes. So what happened to that?、I、Because she won. There was a, a lot of re-election, broken pre-election promises. Yeah, I know. Really, wasn't someone like going to jump in a river or something or a lake? Oh, right. I don't think that ever happened either. No, we never heard about that. So no, anyway, that's the last we heard of the chicken cutlets <laughs> or the river jumping exercise. Right, right. You know that's so funny because I remember、uh, um, Leslie said that she's going to get in line for the chicken cutlet if well, you could. Well, if know, only someone could tell us where to line up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was again from Brian Newell of Logansport, Indiana, USA. We have a letter here from Jayanta Chakrabarti, who's writing to us from New Delhi in India. It says, "I'm delighted to report again on an as an official RTI monitor." And please find a report on your broadcast of January 30th, which I listened via shortwave radio. The audio quality was fairly good with intermittent atmospheric noise.、Uh, yes, indeed, it looks like there was mostly fours here. This was、uh, something that this was a broadcast that went out from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kilohertz.、Uh, it says I listened to your daily news, and the important thing is, it says here under details. There was a report on Taiwan's foreign ministry's call on the WHO to invite Taiwanese experts to participate in meetings on the coronavirus outbreak epidemic now raging in China. It's true that political considerations should not override the health of Taiwanese citizens. Thus, Taiwan, as a responsible member of the world community, should share all information on the coronavirus infection as well as take its advice to combat the disease. It's heartening to note that the Canadian and Japanese governments have voiced support for Taiwan's participation in WHO meetings. This is a manifestation of the fact that the world is taking note of Taiwan's important. In epidemic prevention. In related news, Taiwan's National Development Council reports that the ongoing coronavirus crisis in China is unlikely to affect Taiwan's robust economy. The social conscious government of Taiwan plans to ease the shortage of surgical masks in the country in the light of the ongoing crisis of the coronavirus epidemic. Government agencies will make bulk purchases of the mask to steady the supply and keep prices under control. Some four million surgical masks are to be produced are to be produced per day to tide over the shortfall and rationing of its distribution. With kind regards, Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. Yes, indeed.、Um, We're still hoping that、uh, we can get out of this shortage without more infections.、Um, yeah. But I think overall, at least, it seems like there's they had a plan and they put it into action. And、uh, 
well, well done for them. I think they've definitely taken what could have been a disaster and sort of kept that it is under, true. under wraps. So that that takes us uh, bringing our ID kind of and getting the line and getting two it's two masks per week. It's per a rationing, week, yeah. but I think by the start of March, they say they're hoping to seriously step up production. So okay, wow, hard work for the those I'm who are making sure those masks. I'm sure they're working. Okay. Yeah, they're working overtime. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for a status update. Thank you so much for joining us, and we still want to continue to hear from you. So write us at PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or reach us by email at rti at rti.org.tw. Of course, you can always reach us as well through Facebook and YouTube. We look forward to seeing what you have to say. Until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC, on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC, on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. <laughs>